0: Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Well, as we turn to God's word this morning, let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. We're going to read a little bit of the story of Abraham here this morning. Abraham's story continues on for many, many, many chapters, and I would encourage you, To give a read through it this week. It is an amazing, amazing story. And uh, just the things that he walked through, the things that he did, good and bad. uh, There's a lot of things that God wants us to understand about this man and his family and what he was doing. But we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 11, verse 27 this morning. And read a little bit of his story, the beginning of his story here. Says this, it said, this is the account of Terah's family line. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. And she was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Iscah. Now Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years and he died in Haran. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. God invited Abram on a journey. A journey that would last his whole life. A journey that would ask him to give up more than he could imagine, to gain things he could not see. To be, and in the end, to be used by God to bring the transformation of the entire human race if He would hear God's call and follow in faith. This morning we're going to continue our journey through God's story, exploring what it means that our God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. That from everlasting to everlasting, He is God and He does not change. That the promises He made in the beginning are still true today. The plans that He has are still real and still working. That God has not given up or changed course or abandoned us or had enough. That his heart is and has always been to rescue and restore his children. To heal and to forgive. To bring hope and salvation. That he is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness as Peter tells us. But that he is patient with us. Not wanting anyone to perish. But for everyone to come to repentance. God is good, and he is for all people, revealing his incredible grace and mercy and power and love through all time for us from the beginning and here now today. So we're exploring the stories of his people. The people that He chose and used to reveal Himself, to work His purposes, to share His message and His kingdom, to show us who He is and who we are meant to be. We looked at the story of Adam and Eve, created to be co-creators with Him, to carry forth His creative work made in His image, bearing His image into the world through the lives we would lead and the world that we would build together with Him. We looked at the story of Noah, how that image became so marred and distorted that God poured out His punishment on His creation, revealing His holiness and justice. And righteousness, bringing a new covenant with all of creation and inviting us to trust him again. And now today we come to the story of Abraham, the father of nations. Through whom God was going to reveal himself to the whole world and to bring forth his Messiah, the savior of the world. Abraham's story is incredible. It is a a journey of faith, of incredible trust. But it's also a story of failure and weakness. It's a complicated story and a powerful example to us of what it means to follow God, to hear God's voice, to obey, and just how messy that can be. And it begins with his father, Terah the father of Nahor, Haran, and Abram, living in Ur in Samaria. Terah took his family and left Ur to go to Canaan. But he stopped in Haran, and that's where he lived for the rest of his life. And then, God speaks to Abram. Go from your country your people, your father's household, to the land, I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. An incredible promise. A promise that he really could not truly even begin to understand. But he believed. And he obeyed. And he left Haran and he set out for the land of Canaan. And the story goes on and we're going to look at different pieces here this morning. But before we get anywhere else, this raises such a huge question for me. I've often wondered if there were others that God prompted. Were there other people that God spoke to? That he invited into his story and his plan? Others to whom he made maybe even a similar offer, but they did not hear. Or did they they did not obey? Because Terah was going to go to Canaan first. Was God prompting him too? And he didn't hear or didn't fully understand or didn't believe. What did Abraham hear? How did God speak to him? And why did he respond the way he did in true faith and obedience? It's incredible to me. Such a challenge. Maybe... Abram really did hear a voice from heaven. The clouds parted and light beamed through and Abram falls to his knees in awe and a booming voice from the clouds says these things to him. But it doesn't say that. And we talk today about God speaking all the time. God speaks to me all the time. I hear God speaking all the time. But never like that. It's thoughts and impressions. Feelings and senses and ideas. Community and relationship and people speaking truth together around me. And it's God's word and prayer. The foundation of these things. And all kinds of unclear impressions and ideas. And over time... You get familiar with God's voice more and more, the way he speaks to you. And you can filter it, your thoughts and the world's thoughts and his thoughts. And even still, then we rely on each other for clarity and focus that we don't get lost in our own heads. That's how we talk about God speaking to us. So what did Abram experience? Was it a booming voice from heaven? Or was it an impression in his heart? A feeling, a a direction, a sense. Something was calling him forward. That there was a great and powerful purpose for him to pursue. And that was enough for him to pull up stakes and take everything and leave everyone he had ever known to follow this voice. This impression, this leading, this sense. And why was he listening in the first place? What what did a relationship with God even look like to Abraham? Who was God to him? What did he understand? What did he know? What was he taught? It's difficult for us to put the past in order because it all happened so long ago and we've heard these stories so many times and we conflate things, but this is long before the temple. Long before the synagogue, before the priesthood, before Moses, before even the law itself. There was no church. There was no scripture. What did it mean for Abraham to walk with God? That he would be sensitive to hear God's voice. Did he just think about God sometimes? Did he worship? Why did he care? It's incredible because even if it was a booming voice from the clouds, how easy it is for us To ignore God. When he has spoken clearly. To excuse our behavior. To disobey. God tells us clearly. Obey your parents. Follow scripture. Love God and others. And how are we doing with all of that? Let alone leave everything you've ever known and go somewhere you don't even know. What did he truly hear? And what made him obey unlike anyone else? How often have you thought, well, if God would just come down and speak clearly to me, then I would know what to do. But would we? And would we really obey even then? But he did. God told him, however he did, To go to the place I will show you. And he started walking. Imagine that conversation with your spouse. God told me we're supposed to move. Where? I don't know. Why? I don't know. For how long? I don't know. I think forever. Is the family coming with us? No. Maybe our nephew. When? Now. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. But God just said, go, and that we're going to change the world. Right. That's a hard conversation. And you think about where he was in his life. He was 75 years old. He lived his whole life in this place. His father and his whole family were there. And in that time, that was your safety. Your security, your family was your tribe, your clan, your whole community, and to leave them was literally death. He had deep roots in this place, and every reason not to leave. But God spoke something to Abraham somehow, in his heart, in his mind, and Abraham was willing to listen. And obey. And God used him to change everything. From Abraham through Isaac to Jacob, from Jacob, the 12 tribes, and then life in Egypt and becoming slaves for hundreds of years, then to Moses and freedom. But into the wilderness. And finally into the promised land. Building the kingdom of Israel and Judah. Saul and then David and Solomon. And the building of Jerusalem and the temple. And then into destruction and exile. And rebuilding and restoration. All the way down to Jesus. This entire thing is the story of this one man and his family. A man that chose to follow God because God spoke and made him a promise. A promise that he would never truly see fulfilled. A promise he could never fully understand. That asked him to leave everything he'd ever known to go somewhere he had never been and he obeyed. The journey wasn't without incredible hardship and failures on two separate occasions. He lied to kings telling them that his wife was his sister putting her at incredible risk and shame in trying to protect himself. He took God's promises into his own hands when year after year went by with no son and heir. And he had a child with his wife's servant trying to help God bring this promise to life. And then he sent that woman and her child away after the strife of his choice in his own household. The story was not always pretty. But somehow... God was gracious. And somehow Abraham continued to trust God and God was faithful to his promises. God blessed Abraham. Made him incredibly wealthy and successful. He essentially became a king in that time. His wealth and power were such that the kings of the time would get really nervous when he was traveling around. They were not excited when the clan of Abraham came by. He went to war, defending his family, saving his nephew. He was blessed by Melchizedek. This strange story of a priest king of the Most High God. Somehow God was working and speaking around Abraham in that time too. And this man represents that. He was given the covenant of circumcision. He is visited by God outside of Sodom and Gomorrah. He bargains with God. And his life goes on and on. And still he has no son. This father of nations has no heir. It was 25 years from the age of 75 to 100 that Abraham waited for God to fulfill his promise. God renewed his promise to Abraham in that time. But was it years between times that Abraham heard from God? Did he start to question his memory of these things? He made it up in his own mind. Did he start to doubt these promises as he gets older and older and having children was already impossible and only becomes more so? He doubted, questioned, feared, didn't understand. But God was faithful to his promise. And he gave Abraham a son. And even then, this father of nations would only have two grandchildren through Isaac. This nation is not happening very quickly. It wasn't until Jacob that the nation of God began to build through Jacob's 12 sons who became the tribes of Israel, things that Abraham never saw and could scarcely have dreamed, the land that God promised to Abraham's descendants, the whole land of Canaan. It was hundreds of years before that would come to be, but Abraham waited and trusted. Even if he didn't see it all, God was faithful to everything he had promised. Do you trust God like that? Do you know what he has promised you? Do you hear what he is speaking to you? Are you listening? God has promised us abundant life and salvation and mission and purpose. Freedom and hope and joy and a place in his kingdom. And he has given us his word and his spirit and his church to walk together. And He's surrounded you with people who need to hear the gospel and to know his love for them. So what is he calling you to? Who is he calling you to? What is He speaking to you? What is He inviting you into? Do you hear His voice? Are you listening? Do you want to know? Because God is calling you into His plans, into His purposes, into His mission and His kingdom, into life with Him. He might not be calling you to be the father or mother of an entire nation through whom he will transform the world and bring the Messiah. But who knows what he will do through that one person that you love. Even Abraham had one son and only two grandchildren. That one person you share hope with you speak life to, that you care for. Who knows what he will do through that place that you serve, the mission that you start, the ministry that you build. Abraham had no idea what it was going to look like, and he waited for decades to even see the beginning of it. Your mission won't always be easy, and it might not even always make sense. Things won't always happen in the timing that we think they should. And some of the things we may never even see come to be. We don't know what will happen to the seeds that are planted through us. But Abraham saw that it was the only thing worth doing. Even if it didn't seem to make sense. Even if no one else understood, God had said it. And he would do it. And so he followed. followed. Will you? This morning we're going to take part in communion together. We celebrate the fruit of the faith of Abraham. His willingness. Because Jesus came because Abraham listened. The faithfulness and ultimate obedience of Jesus. Displaying that same trust in his father. To follow well. For us. God is inviting you to sacrifice as well. To lay your life before him. To be used by him. To change the world. Even if it's just one person. And even if you don't see how. We don't have to know the outcome. We have to trust that our father is leading. That he is working. That his mission and ministry will happen. He will accomplish his purposes if we will trust and obey. Let's pray together as we take communion together this morning. Father God, we come before you and we say thank you for these stories. We thank you for the faith of Abraham and we don't know all of the details you've given us as much as we need. To know that you spoke and he listened. Even when it was scary, even when it didn't make sense, he trusted you. And God, we have so much more to go on than he did. We have the entirety of your word. We have thousands of years of tradition and stories. Seeing how you have worked and moved, God. Help us to trust. Like Abraham. Help us to see what you are calling us into. Help us to listen. To hear your voice. To know your promises and believe. You are inviting us to work, Father. We desire to be with you. We don't have to do that alone. We thank you for your body. That we can do this together. As we take communion together this morning, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. The fruit of Abraham's faith. Of your mission and plan to save us. We invite you to speak now in Jesus' name. Amen.